Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Now we have just finished up the whole mindset series and I'm so excited to jump into some of your questions that have come through today. I'm going to be talking to you all about relationships. We're going to be talking about communication. We're going to be talking about feelings. We're going to be talking about reactive responses and behaviors. We are going to be talking about overwhelm and self-care. You guys, it's a big one. And I'm going to be honest, I'm just hoping Ollie stays asleep for this whole episode so I can get it done for you. (laughs) Now, I have my recommendation for you for this week. My recommendation is the We Don't Have Time for This podcast. And this is for you if you are a parent, if you're a mum or a dad and you haven't heard of the We Don't Have Time for This podcast, go and jump on and search. It is run by Gemma Peanut from Instagram and her best friend Kate. And they basically talk about all the things that they don't have time for as parents. And honestly, it's so relatable (laughs) and just kind of makes you feel a little bit more normal, which we all need in this time of our lives, right? So it's so great. And the reason that I mentioned them as this recommendation is because something that got me thinking about why I wanted to do this relationship podcast episode, apart from the fact that this came through as a question to my Instagram, was also because of something that they were talking about the other week when they said that, you know, a lot of the time people can feel like prior to having children that a baby or having children is a bit of a band-aid for a relationship and that it's going to make your relationship stronger. You're going to be so much more in love. And look, you know, those things, whilst, yeah, they are true. Yes, it will make you feel like you're so much more in love. Yes, it will make you stronger. We also have the opposite side of that where, you know, I have to be honest, I feel like it's essentially brought out the worst sides of Aaron and I as well, because you are going through such absolute extremes, like extreme sleep deprivation, extreme sensory overload. And with those types of things, extreme mental, physical and emotional overload, it means that there is going to be reactive behavior happening that, you know, maybe in normal like inverted commas, normal circumstances wouldn't necessarily be coming about that. Maybe like you would be thinking a little more clearly. So it's funny, you know, they were talking about it in an episode that I was listening to recently. And I thought this fits in so well with my relationship episode that I have been making notes on. So I want to recommend them because like I said, super relatable, very easy, easy to listen to podcast that'll just help to make you feel a little more normal. And if you're not a parent, write it down in your notes in your phone for whenever you do and if you do decide to become a parent because you're going to want to come back to their episodes. Okay, so let's jump into it. Now, I've got six points that I've written down here because I feel like honestly, I could talk about this all day. And it's funny, I was actually talking with Declan that owns BU Coaching, which is the coaching company that I work for. Um, I'm going to be going back to work from maternity leave in only a few weeks and I'm very excited about it. But we were also talking about, well, you know, what is my ideal client and what would they maybe be struggling with or wanting to work on? Because let's be honest, in the coaching industry, there is such a huge array of clients that you can take on board. And maybe some of them want to work on career. Some of them might want to work on finances. Maybe some of them want to work on their health and their wellness. And while all of those types of things I definitely can help with, 
we kind of came to the realization that a lot of the workshops and things that I ran prior to maternity leave was really based on communication, connection and relationships. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. I'm so passionate about it. And yes, I talk about romantic relationships a lot, but I also, you know, that also encompasses things like family and friendship relationships as well. So obviously for the sake of this episode, I'm going to be talking about our romantic relationships and the six different things that are really going to help you through those times that feel really hard. And now I guess that goes without saying that, look, there is going to be some times that are very hard and very difficult because it may be time to look at the relationship finishing up, but you will know when that time comes around. I've done a lot of different podcast episodes on relationships and around these kind of similar topics. So rather than deep diving into every single one of these little dot points that I have, I am going to be recommending other podcast episodes that I've done as well, just so I'm not double handling. So you're not listening to the same things over and over again. And I will have all of those episode links in the show notes as well for you so that you can really do a deep dive if that's what you're looking for. So my recommendation is that we don't have time for this podcast and I'm going to read out the message that I received that really kind of kicked off this podcast episode for you. So I had a message from a dear friend a little while ago and she said, hey beauty, something I've been super interested in lately but thought may be amazing for a podcast episode or something. I would love to know how you make time for your relationship and move through challenges with Aaron after having Ollie and having trouble with sleep and everything. So that came through on Instagram and I mean it goes without saying if you ever have any questions that you want me to answer on this podcast please send me a message and just let me know because exactly like this beautiful lady has done I can definitely talk about these things on the podcast episode with you. And it's so much easier. I feel to talk about things like you'll find if I have a big response that I want to reply with, I'm going to send you a voice memo back on Instagram or in Facebook messages, because it's just, I feel so much easier and can really convey emotion and things like that too. So definitely send through any messages or questions that you have, but off the back of this, I thought, yes, this is a fantastic opportunity for a podcast episode because you guys, like, I'm just going to be absolutely, totally raw, real and honest. It's fucking hard. Like it is so hard. And it's funny. We've really been reflecting together over the last few weeks. Ollie's six and a half months old now. And it's really only just in the last, I would say two weeks that we have really felt like, wow, we're like feeling back to ourselves again, individually. We're feeling back to ourselves as a couple, Um, and we're kind of feeling that connection start to come back a little bit. And honestly, it's been six months and I never expected that. I always was like of the, um, thought process that, you know, it would be like, oh, so beautiful bringing another life into the world and such an amazing thing to be doing together that our bond would only grow stronger very quickly. And there has been moments that that has happened, but honestly, when you're in fight or flight mode or survival mode, like I have felt that I've been in for the last six months, it's very hard to think outwards of yourself, especially when you're trying to keep another baby alive, right? (laughs) There's like a whole nother human that totally relies on you. So now I, I think also this goes without saying, but this episode is not only just for parents and people that have children. These relationship tips and mindset changes are going to be relevant to every single person, whether you're in a relationship at the moment or not, whether you're going into a relationship and these are things that you want to be keeping in mind as well. Now, I think one of the main things that Aaron and I have been reflecting on together um, and, you know, considering how hard this has been on each of us as individuals and as well as together is the huge identity shift. Now, I know for me, obviously, I can really feel that. And I didn't really think that it was such a big thing for Aaron until we spoke about this only last week. And he was like, yeah, it's been huge. Like the, the my whole entire life has totally changed. My priorities have changed. My work-life balance has changed. The things that I want to do with my spare time has changed. And I thought, wow, you know, I really underestimated the change that dads go through as well. So I think a podcast episode that I want to recommend right now here is episode 54 Now, episode 54, I talk all about identity change and when we go through big life changes. Now, that can be things like having a baby, but we can also look at things like maybe moving house, changing suburb, moving cities, changing jobs, leaving relationships, friendships changing. There's so many different things that can come into 
our identity changing and evolving and us growing as a person. And so episode 54 is going to be a really good episode for you to listen to with regards to really looking at how you can evolve and change as an individual, but also as a couple as well. So go and listen to episode 54 on identity change. Now, really essentially, like when you look at the absolute basics of having a baby or really any um, identity change here, we've gone from, um, you know, being individuals and being in this relationship as like two individual people that I have the things that I like, the different areas of my life, my career, my social life, my friends, my family, my hobbies, my self-care. And then when you have a baby, it's like, your whole entire life changes to revolve around this this one individual, this little human. And that can be the same for big life changes when you're looking at things like changing your career or moving house and things like that. That when we go through a big life change, let's say, for example, changing career, changing jobs even, that when there's a big life change, a lot of our focus goes towards that change. We put a lot of our energy and our focus into that change and maybe cultivating new relationships at this new workspace, maybe learning new systems, new processes, all of that type of thing, that there is a point in time that it feels like a lot of our energy, a lot of our time, a lot of our effort goes towards this one area of our life. And essentially that means, and it's okay, there's nothing wrong with this, but it means that there's other areas of our life that are going to be put on the back burner for a little while. That does mean that things like your relationship is going to get put on the back burner. It does mean that things like probably your social life and maybe your time with your self-care or your friends and your family might get put on the back burner for a little while. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's learning to roll with the ebbs and the flows of big life change as it comes along. So, you know, especially when we're looking at becoming parents, that this, these life changes also include things like extreme sleep deprivation, like I was mentioning earlier. Like I just, I never understood until Ollie came along that the fight or flight mode and the survival mode that comes with extreme sleep deprivation. And also that sensory overload of like, it's very regular for there to be a lot of noise happening. There's crying, there's screaming, there's toys, there's TV shows, like it's a lot. And then you've got that sense of being like touched out or like just overwhelmed really. Um, so another episode that I have that I want to mention here is episode 29 when we look at that idea of like how to be hashtag couple goals because that episode really looks at the idea of taking responsibility, not only for yourself, but for who you are in your relationship and what part you play in your relationship here as well. And I think that goes really hand in hand with that idea of identity change and big change happening in life that when we look at, you know, other people on things like social media or other friends that we have in the relationships that they have, it can be really easy to look at what they have and envy or want what others have. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can also look at taking responsibility in your relationship for the part that you play and the things that you want in your relationship, that can be absolutely life-changing. So go and listen to episode 29 and learn about how you can start taking responsibility in your relationship, how you can communicate better and how you can really generate, cultivate and create the relationship that you really desire. That's episode number 29. Now let's get into the actual tips that I have for you here and the mindset changes. Now, my very first one, and this is a big one, is communication. And I know we all hear about communication, how important communication is in any relationship in your life. But I want to look at communicating with yourself first and then how that plays a part in the communicating within your relationship here. So essentially the first step to communication is checking in with yourself and how you're feeling. Because how are you going to communicate well and how are you going to be able to tell somebody else how you feel and put that into words that expresses well, unless you have taken the time and the energy to check in with yourself and actually figure out like why, what is actually going on here for me? Now, 
for me, this communication with myself has looked like journaling. And I know journaling is not for everybody, but I want to touch on this for you here and let you know why journaling has been really life-changing for me in these moments. Journaling is not something that I do super regularly. I know some people journal every morning or they might journal once a week or once a month and it's like a really regular habit for them. For me, journaling is more like when I really know that I'm in that fight or flight mode or that survival mode and I feel like I just cannot actively communicate well how I'm feeling because I actually don't know. There is so many things happening for me in this moment that I can't verbalize this well enough to be able to communicate this, that I sit down with my journal and I just do an absolute brain dump. So that might be something that works well for you if you feel like you're not the journaling type of person. Because what works for one person is not going to work for another. What works for your best friend may not work for you. And that's okay. Maybe your best friend loves journaling. They love journaling prompts. I'm going to be doing a blog post this week as well, which I will link in the show notes about journaling. And that's going to give you some journaling prompts. So if you are a journaling type of person, or if you want to get into active journaling a little bit more, that will be really fantastic for you. Like I said, I'll leave it in the show notes. But the reason that journaling has helped me to check in with myself and figure out how I'm feeling is like I said, I do that big brain dump and it just helps to get everything out and close out some of those tabs, right? It's like when you're feeling so overwhelmed and so stressed, it's like there is so many different things happening for me that I don't know how to communicate it. And these are the times when a lot of the time the responsibility goes outwards of ourselves, that it's like you did this and it made me feel like this, or I feel so overwhelmed or I feel stressed because of this, this and this. And that's okay when we feel like this, but it means that we start to really play the blame game. And we start to be under-responsible for how I feel. Now, I'm going to touch on that in a moment, um, but I'm going to circle back around to the whole under-responsibility thing here. So let's look at two different tools that you can use. Number one, there is a podcast episode. Episode number three, get clear on why you're unhappy in your relationship. So if you're feeling like, look, I know I'm not happy or I know that things haven't been as good as what they could be recently, but I know I don't want to leave this relationship altogether. Episode three is going to be perfect for you. It's a pretty quick episode and it really helps you to work through how you can get clear on exactly why it is you're unhappy in your relationship so that you can communicate that better. Now, my second tool is the five whys. I know that I've spoken about the five whys with you previously in previous podcast episodes about things like goal setting, but I'm going to talk to you about how you can start to utilize the five whys as a tool and go deeper to be able to use it to figure out for you how you feel and how you can create deeper communication in your relationships with the five whys. So essentially what you're going to do is you are going to have a scenario, a situation or a feeling in mind that you're like, I feel frustrated because of this, whatever it is, whether it's someone else or something else in your life. And you are literally going to ask yourself why five times. So I feel frustrated because this thing happened or this person did this and then ask yourself, okay, well, why did I feel frustrated though? Answer that question and then ask yourself again, okay, but why? answer that question. Well, why does this matter though? Is your third question. And you essentially just keep going deeper and deeper. Now, what you'll start to notice is you really start to get to the actual core of the issue here, the core of the problem. And that means that instead of it just being like, Hey, it annoyed me that you didn't cook dinner when you said you were going to, or that you didn't do the dishes last night when you said you were going to, or you didn't get up and make me a cup of coffee this morning when I thought that would have been a really nice thing to do. Whatever that thing is that's come up, that's like that surface level of frustration for you. What we actually start to realize is, especially in relationships, the core things is things like, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm not respected. I feel like I'm not heard. I feel like I'm not valued, or I feel like I'm not being seen. These are really the main core issues that come up that it's not about the cup of coffee that didn't get made. It's not about the dinner that didn't get done. It's not about the cleaning of the house that didn't get done. It's like, hey, I feel like you weren't listening to me in this moment. I feel like you're not seeing me fully in this relationship. I feel like 
I'm not being heard or I'm not being respected in this relationship because you did this or you didn't do this. So you can see that it's actually not about the coffee. It's not about the house cleaning. It's not about the the thing or the argument. It's the core of what's actually going on. And this is what the five whys is going to be able to help you with. It moves away from now we start to touch on that idea of under-responsibility or placing blame outwards of yourself or on somebody else. It gives you the opportunity to take responsibility and be like, you know what? Yes, I can see the surface level issue. And yes, ideally it would have been nice if that vacuuming was done or the dishwasher was unstacked or I had a hand with the kids after I got home from work or whatever. But the core here And what I actually want to communicate to you is that I don't feel heard. I don't feel respected. I don't feel valued. I don't feel appreciated in these moments. And that is what I want to communicate to you. Because then what a beautiful conversation to be able to have. Hey, I'm just letting you know, instead of I'm annoyed with you that you didn't help me with this thing around the house or that you didn't do this thing you said you were going to I'm just letting you know that I actually don't feel appreciated at the moment or I don't feel valued or respected and I want to be able to work through this with you. And then the next level from that is, can you tell me how you feel that you show me that you value me or that you respect me? Because we could just have a miscommunication here. And when we have a miscommunication or a differing perspective, your partner could have thought that they were showing you that you are valued, that you are respected, that you are appreciated and listened to, but you have a differing perspective or opinion here that you don't actually recognize what they're doing or how they're showing you those things. Does that make sense? So they could have been like, oh, but I did this for you, or, you know, I told you this the other day, or I don't know, I whacked you on the bum when I was walking past you the other day. And I thought that that was showing you that I appreciate you or I value you or I respect you. I don't know. Like there's so many different things that could be happening that they're doing that maybe they cleaned your car for you, or maybe they made the bed or they, um, Oh, I don't know. Like literally there's like so many things coming up in my mind that I'm like, I don't want to put my, um, like my opinions or my views in here because Every single relationship is so totally different. But basically the point of what I'm trying to get to is your partner may be showing you these things without you realizing because you guys aren't on the same wavelength. Now that leads me to actually, that's a good segue into episode 17, which is love languages. If you guys have not heard the love languages episode, or even if you listen to that love languages episode a little while ago, and there's been some life change happening in between then and now, I really recommend going and listening to episode 17 again, because the love languages, basically, I'm really quickly, really briefly going to touch on this is we've got five different love languages. And if you are speaking a different love language to your partner, or if you give or receive love in a different way to what your partner does, essentially, it's the same as speaking a different language. So you might be speaking English and your partner is speaking French or German or whatever other language it is. And so if you imagine you don't speak French or German, you only speak English and your partner doesn't speak any English and only speaks French or German or whatever, then it's very difficult to communicate. You're both trying to talk to each other, but you don't understand what each other's saying. So that's essentially what I'm trying to say here when we come down to actually communicating how we feel that there could be different ways that your partner is thinking that they're showing you that you are loved, that you are respected, that you are valued, that you are appreciated, and they're just not being viewed by you as something that they're doing because that's not part of your love language there. So go and listen to episode 17. Now, so that really touches on that idea of like not playing the blame game, taking that back, that responsibility, understanding why you feel the way that you feel. And then also that next level of being able to communicate that. So that's my first topic that I wanted to touch on, which is that level of communication. I know that's a big one. And I hope that I've explained that well enough for you guys there. Please send me a message if you want to know more about communicating. Now, my next uh, tip that I have for you is actually to give yourself space. And it's really funny because prior to having Ollie, 
I was not very good at giving myself my own space. And this may look different for everybody. But what I have really found is that because a lot of the time over the last six months, I've been really in this like fight or flight mode or this real sense of like, I just feel so overwhelmed. I also have felt quite reactive and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be in that reactive state. And I know that I don't communicate well. I don't express myself well when I'm in this reactive state. So if this is you, I do encourage you to give yourself some space. Now, if you don't know what space looks like for you, if you feel a little disconnected from yourself, come and join the Facebook community group. I did a Facebook Live last week on the three different types of self-care, how to give yourself space and find moments of self-care when you feel too busy, when you feel like it's not achievable. And yes, I did it as a Facebook Live, but I actually ended up saving the video and posting it as a video in the Facebook group. So you can come and re-listen to that. And I mean, just pop your headphones in and listen to it as if it's like another podcast episode, right? So come and join the Facebook group if you're feeling a little bit lost with how to give yourself space and what self-care actually looks like for you. If you have been through a big life change, there's a good chance that your self-care does look and feel different. A lot of the time when we go through change, our self-care also changes because it's like, well, maybe something that I feel like I really used to enjoy doing, it's not achievable or I don't actually really like that thing anymore. To be So to be able to give yourself the gift of actually checking in with yourself is really life-changing and kind of saying, okay, well, where am I in life at the moment? And what does giving back to myself look like? So come and join the Nourishing Amy Facebook community. If you can't find it, I had a few people messaging me saying they couldn't find it over on Facebook. Jump over to my Instagram. The link is in my bio there for you. It's super easy. Literally just click the link in my bio and it'll take you over there. You can request to join and you can watch that video whenever you like. I also post things like recipes. We talk about, um, you know, different ways that we're giving back to us ourselves, different journaling prompts, all that kind of stuff. There's heaps of different stuff happening over in the Facebook group there. Come and get started. Uh, Come and start a conversation if you like over there with us. It's lots of fun. And there's people from all around the world. I had a beautiful woman from um, America messaging me the other day in there. So that was cool. Uh, So give yourself some space, whether that looks like I'm just going to throw out a few different ideas here. Maybe you just chuck your headphones in while you're doing some housework or something around the house. Maybe you get outside and go for a walk or spend some time in nature. Maybe you look at decluttering and cleaning the bathroom, cleaning out your wardrobe, cleaning the house. Like maybe that's something that helps you to feel really fresh and regenerated. Maybe it looks like um, getting some movement and moving your body. Maybe you go to the gym. Um, Maybe you get some yoga or Pilates or a home workout done. Maybe it looks like you heading down to the beach or, you know, like I said, getting out in nature, doing something for you. That's just like getting out of the house, changing your environment. Maybe you like to meditate. Maybe taking some time for you and just like a five minute meditation on insight timer, or there's a podcast episode, which I actually haven't written down, but there's two meditation podcast episodes on here that you can listen to as well. Just give yourself some space because guys, like honestly, this reactive response, this is what I keep coming back to when we are in reaction mode, when we are being very reactive, you are not going to be able to communicate as your best self. You are not going to be able to verbalize as best as you could how you feel because we're in that reactive state. We really start playing that blame game. We're very under-responsible and that is going to put the other person on the back foot as well and be reactive and responsive back to that too. It's just human nature. We want to defend ourselves. We want to try and be right. We want to be able to um, say, well, like this is why I was doing that thing and stop yelling at me, right? (laughs) Uh, So to be able to give yourself some space once you've been able to check in with yourself and see how you're feeling It just opens up such a beautiful space for communication after that. Now, my next tip is to try your best not to be reactive. I know I just touched on reactive. Now, I'm going to do another podcast episode on this. That's going to be next week's podcast episode. But essentially, that is going to be based around the quote that I have seen, which I had quite a few responses back from the other week when I posted it on my Instagram stories. The quote is, all of my emotions are valid but my reactions might not be. So I'm going to read that out again. All of my emotions are valid, but my reactions might not be. So every single emotion that you have is valid. 
Whether you feel angry, frustrated, disappointed, let down, happy, excited, elated, joyful, calm, relaxed, whatever those emotions are that are coming up for you, they are very valid. But what may not be valid or what may not be the best response is your reactions that come up from those emotions. Now, this is a huge topic and I cannot dive into it in this episode because we've got a whole heap of other things I want to touch on and I've already been talking for 28 minutes, which is why I'm doing a totally separate podcast episode to this next week. So tune in if you want to look at how to be less reactive and to be able to validate those emotions that you have. So try your best not to be reactive. And that comes back to the idea of giving yourself some space. So they kind of go hand in hand. Give yourself some space to try to be less reactive, to be able to communicate, which comes back to that first point, to be able to communicate better how you're actually feeling. Now, my next point is to recognize your small signs of overwhelm. So before you get to that like eight, nine, 10 out of 10 reactive response, I want you to start to get a little bit more familiar with yourself and what your small signs of overwhelm are. Now, this is a huge topic with my clients and myself that we take, honestly, it can take us sometimes weeks and weeks to work through this. So please don't feel like you need to feel like you've got a hold of these or a handle of any of these things that I'm talking about. And this is exactly why having a coach can be so beneficial because we work on all of this type of stuff. Every single thing that I talk about in our podcast episodes, I work on, sorry, with my clients, but also we create that accountability as well, that it's like, okay, you've noticed that overwhelm is coming up for you, or you've noticed that you've been a bit reactive, or you've noticed that you're not communicating very well. Let's touch on that over the next few one-on-one sessions that we have and see if we can work on that together. So if these things feel really hard, it's because they are. It's because this is exactly why people have coaches and therapists and things like that, because it's not just something that you can listen to a podcast episode and be like, okay, amazing. I'm going to stop doing that now. (laughs) We need people to help us to keep accountable, to be able to communicate with, and to be able to work through a lot of these things. (laughs) Um, So Start to recognize your small signs of overwhelm. Now, I'm going to break this down into two different topics for you. And I'm actually going to do a Facebook Live on this. I'll do it in two weeks time because we've only just done the self-care live, right? So I want to give you guys a little bit of space. I don't want to do them too regularly that it feels like, oh my God, it's just too much. I can't commit to all of these things. Actually, let's do once a month. So let me just have a quick look in my calendar. So The last Facebook Live that I did was on the 27th of May, which was a Thursday. So let's do it on a Thursday again for you. Let's do the 24th of June. So that's about a month. That's four weeks from then. So let's do a Facebook Live on recognizing your signs of overwhelm and what they can look like for you and the two different topics. Now, very briefly, I will touch on what the two different areas of this can look like. Now, we can have our thoughts. So your small signs of overwhelm could be something like, oh gosh, I just don't have enough time in my day today. I feel really stressed. I feel really overwhelmed. When you start to notice those thoughts coming in, that can be the catalyst or like the gateway for big overwhelming feelings to start to come up for you. So we can have our small signs or our small thoughts that start to come in, or you might be somebody that notices the physical side of your emotions or your overwhelm, which is noticing that feeling within your body. So we generally will lean more towards one than the other, that some of my clients or for myself, I might notice that, yeah, I do have that thought of like, whoa, I feel really overwhelmed or I don't feel like I have enough time today. That can be one aspect of it. But then we have the other aspect, which other people will lean more towards, which is I feel it in my body. I feel like I get a headache or I feel like my heart is racing. I notice that my breathing starts to get quicker or I feel like I start to do the chores around the house and I'm really like bashing and slamming things around or, you know, putting the dishes away and really like banging them into the cupboards as I'm putting them away and those types of things. That's our physical response that we notice. Some people might notice they start to feel a bit hot or they notice they feel flushed in the face 
we start to notice these physical signs. So we have our thoughts and we have our physical or our feeling or our mind and our body. So when we can start to recognize one or the other with that, it means that if we can start to notice those small signs, what that means is then over time, we can start to reduce the big reactions and responses from happening as well. So tune in on the 24th of June. I will create an event in the Facebook page, in the Facebook group, sorry. So Nourishing Amy Facebook community. Like I said, that's an easy link to follow through in my Instagram bio for you if you can't find the um, group over on Facebook there. And we will do a live together on the 24th of June. That's a Thursday night. We'll do it at 8 p.m. because I feel like that's a pretty easy time. It'll go for, say, 15, 20 minutes. So recognize your small signs of overwhelm. Feel into your mind or your body, whatever you feel like you notice best, and see what you notice coming up for you and see if you can start to notice that more often before you get to that like 10 out of 10 feeling there. Now, my next point, I've got two to go. So we've touched on four things already. My next point is be open to no response or very general responses from the males in your life. Now, I'm going to be, I'm really generalizing here and I'm touching on the idea that a lot of us listening to this podcast episode are going to be in a relationship with somebody that identifies as a male. Now that may not be the case for all of you and that's okay. But the reason that I make this a point is because a lot of the time, and again, this is a generalization and may not be true for everybody, but from just general studies that have been done and also just from looking at, you know, the majority of my clients and just the generational changes that we have noticed happening over the last, say, 50 years, feelings and emotions, they're not, even still to this day, they're not taught at school a lot of the time. Some schools do touch on things like noticing how we're feeling and big feelings and do things like meditating or yoga and breathing exercises and things like that, which is absolutely amazing. But honestly, this is like revelations that have only happened in the last, like, let's say five years. So the unfortunate thing And the reason why I do what I do a lot of the time is because you guys, we were not taught about our feelings and our emotions at school. And so we don't know what to do with our feelings and our emotions when they come up. This is especially true for males. This is why the male suicide rate is so much higher than the female suicide rate. This is why, you know, we have even sentences like, um, don't be a girl, don't, don't cry like a girl or, you know, get up, only girls cry when they fall over. All of those different types of sayings that you can think that used to be very commonplace when you were younger, we need to look at how they have affected the male generation as they have grown up and kind of come through society over the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you know? The reason that the males in our lives find it difficult to communicate how they feel is because they actually don't know how they feel. That's a very big concept to get our head around. The reason they don't know and they can't communicate how they feel or why they feel and when you ask them like, how do you feel or why are you angry and they say, I don't know or they give you a really general blanket response, it is literally because they do not know. They don't know how they feel. Or they might know they have a very general or blanket response of like, I feel angry or I feel frustrated, but they can't pinpoint why. They just like, oh, I just feel overwhelmed. And let me tell you, this has taken six years of communication between Aaron and I and him just overhearing general things like me recording podcast episodes of him listening to trainings that I'm doing, study that I'm doing, like online courses that I'm doing and him just hearing it in the background of him to become very exposed to all of these conversations that he can now communicate quite well or respond to questions that I have. So things like, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, Overwhelmed. Okay, but why do you feel overwhelmed? That he can kind of go a little bit deeper and be like, "Mm, I feel like 
I haven't done this in the time frame that I thought I was going to, or Ollie's really like been really tough to look after the last few days and I just feel overwhelmed, whatever it is. So try not to feel frustrated with your partner. And yes, this can relate to females or, or people that identify as female as well. If someone is telling you that they're not sure how they feel, or they might go into shutdown mode, maybe it's because they actually don't know. And so to be gentle with that person, and I'm going to also leave a link for podcast episode 24. It is the simplest and easiest relationship advice that I ever heard. And I think that podcast episode only goes for like 15 or 20 minutes as well. So episode 24, the simplest and easiest relationship advice I had ever heard. Go and listen to that because it gives you a really, really simple and easy trick to be able to work through communication and sometimes confrontation and disagreements within your relationship. If you find that someone is telling you they don't know how they feel or you find that they've really kind of shut down and switched off, that's okay maybe what they need is some space. Maybe you could leave them with a question like, okay, well, can you maybe take a little while to think about, well, like, why do you feel, what, what is it that you feel? Like, do you feel frustrated? Do you feel, are you angry? Are you overwhelmed? Are you tired? Are you stressed? Like throw out a few different feelings, maybe chuck out the feelings wheel. The feelings wheel, again, is something that I've spoken about in the podcast group. So come and join the Nourishing Amy podcast community. There is a graphic there. There's also a feelings wheel graphic on my Instagram. So just go and jump over to Amy underscore Rankin on Instagram and you can scroll down and grab the feelings wheel graphic off there. That was really life-changing for me, probably, oh geez, it would be like at least three years ago now. Um, I was having a really, really overwhelming week and I could only pinpoint I feel overwhelmed. And so I grabbed out, I um, got given the feelings wheel and had a look and it really helped me to be able to pinpoint and navigate okay well why do I feel overwhelmed today because when we get those really big blanket feelings like stress like overwhelm like um frustration like anger like disappointment we can really get a bit deeper by looking at tools like the feelings wheel to figure out okay well why do I feel overwhelmed though and to be able to then figure out why again touching back on that very first point that we have means that we can communicate that better as well instead of just like oh I feel overwhelmed or oh I feel angry so be open to that kind of no response be gentle with people that aren't as comfortable as communicating their emotions maybe as what you are and just be willing to take really small and little steps and just be like, okay, cool. Well, um, you know, what is the feeling that's coming up for you? Or do you think that maybe like later on tonight, you could have a think and tell me like, why did you feel like that though? Like, have I done something? And also be open to that level of under responsibility from that other person to start off with. If they're really only just dipping their toe into feelings and emotions, there's a good chance that they are just going to be like, oh, I feel like this because you did this or because you said that. There's nothing wrong with that to start off with. And what you can do is kind of start to at least create those conversations, right? Then you can start to go deeper and be like, okay, like maybe in a few weeks or a few months down the track, cool. I noticed that this has come up for you. I noticed that you feel like it's because I've done this, but you know, what's underlying underneath that? Do you feel like I'm not respecting you when I do this or don't do this in our relationship? Do you feel like you're undervalued or you're underappreciated? Like what is the core of this and how can I actually help with that rather than just you didn't do this, right? So be open and gentle with people that aren't as confident or comfortable in talking about their emotions because not everyone is going to be and there is nothing wrong with that. And my very last point that I have with you, which kind of touches on that as well is, guys, just be gentle with each other and show empathy because it can be so easy. I'm just going to touch on a really um, personal example here that look, I get up multiple times a night still to feed Ollie and he needs that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but it also means that Aaron's not up as often as what I am, or he might get up and, you know, grab Ollie from his cot and give him to me so I can feed him. But in my mind, I'm also like, you know, that sleep deprived, uh, resentful me is like, oh, well, you just go straight back to sleep. Or sometimes you'll sleep all the way through Ollie crying and me getting up and feeding him and putting him back to bed. And you've had a full night's sleep and I haven't. But when we start to get into that competition mindset or they're like, I did this, you didn't do this, or I didn't get this, or I don't have this and you do, um, you have the space to get up and go to work in the morning and I don't, or I'm looking after this baby all the time and you're not, or, you know, like they can seem petty when we talk about them as individual experiences, but when we start to create that feeling of resentment, in a relationship, the communication goes right out the window because we start to be under-responsible. We start to feel those big feelings. They start to get to that like eight, nine, 10 out of 10 um, on that kind of feeling scale there that we start to communicate less and less. And when we feel resentful towards each other, it can be very difficult to come back from that easily. So just remember, it's not a competition, And what has felt difficult in your day may not be the same as what this other person that you're in a relationship with has felt like has been difficult in their day, but it doesn't mean that they haven't had things that have felt hard for them, right? It's like we all have differing levels of shit going on in our lives, whether it's something that's happened at work, something that's happening with a friend or a family member, or something that's happening personally for you. And that may not feel like it's on that same level for you, but that's what's going on for that person in their life right now. And especially if you're in a relationship with that person, how beautiful for you to be able to hold the space for them and be like, you know what? That is hard. Like, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that today. Or I'm sorry that you had a hard night last night. Or like, you know, even just that kind of sense of like, yeah, that is rough. Like, let's work through this together. Let me hold that space for you also means that by you doing that for them, they're more open and willing to also do the same for you, for you to hold that space for them and for them to just be like, oh, you know, I do feel a lot better by being able to communicate this with you. And for you to kind of be, to hold that space for me means that they're more likely and willing and wanting to do that for you as well. Instead of that, like tit for tat and that like, well, you did this, so I should be able to do this, or I didn't get to do this. So I need to do this now. And those types of things that start to come up. So some episodes that you can listen to, I've already touched on the love languages. So that's episode 17 that kind of relates here as well, but also episode 62, when we look at why connection is the gateway to intimacy. When we start to feel resentment, we notice that intimacy and connection starts to lack as well. So when we're learning to be more gentle with each other, to show empathy, we really, the aim of that is to really start to increase connection when we feel like intimacy also may be dropping as well. So go and listen to episode 62 and that can help you to create more connection, to help to generate more intimacy within your relationship as well. So there's been a whole heap of podcast episodes that I've mentioned. I Like I said, I'm going to put all of the links in the episode description for you. So you can go and listen to all of them. I will leave an ep- a sorry link for the podcast group as well over on Facebook. So you can come and join me for the Facebook live that I'm going to do in there. And we are going to talk about recognizing signs of big feelings like overwhelm, like stress, And I'm going to be talking about the mind or the body connection that you might be able to notice for you as well. That's going to be on the 24th of June. I'll do that at 8 p.m. I'll create an event so it gives you a little notification there for you. That's going to be in three weeks time from if you're listening to this podcast episode when it's being released. Um, If you miss out, never fear. I'll upload it as a video again for you, but it's super cool to be able to be online together because the whole point of that Facebook group is connection and creating that sense of community, right? So if you want to jump on and be online with me then while we're talking about those types of things, it's going to be a really good time. There's going to be the opportunity for you to ask any questions, give some opinions, give some perspectives, open it up so we don't feel as alone, right? Like we all go through these things. There's a reason you guys are sending me through these questions for me to answer on this podcast. 
because we are all going through similar things at some point in our lives. We all have these same questions where it's like, uh, is this normal? Like, can I have some help with this thing in my life here? So we all feel similar things. We can all create that sense of connection together, right? So come and join the Facebook community. Come and ask me any questions that you have over on Instagram. I hope that these things have helped. Let's do a really, really quick recap of what these things are that I've touched on. These six hints and topics that are going to help you in your relationship. Number one, communication. Check in with yourself and how you're feeling. Utilize the five whys. Do something like journaling to stop playing the game, blame game, start taking responsibility, and then be able to really communicate well how you're feeling. Second tip, give yourself some space. Figure out what that looks like. Come and listen to the self-care um, Facebook live that I did and figure out what space actually looks like for you. Tip three, try your best not to be reactive. So come and listen to the podcast episode next week to go deeper on that. Tip four, start to recognize your small signs of overwhelm, whether that's in your mind and you start to notice thoughts coming up for you or whether that's in your body and your physical that you notice. Uh, tip five, be open to and gentle with the person in your relationship, maybe not being as open to talking about big feelings, emotions, and responses. And listen to episode 24 to kind of go a little bit deeper with that. And the last tip, be gentle with each other. Start to cultivate some empathy so that we can move away from things like resentment in our relationships and recognize that this is not a competition, you guys. We really want to be working together in our relationships, not against each other. I hope that there's been some little nuggets of information that you guys have been able to take from today's episode. I hope there's been, you know, even just one thing that has come up for you that you're like, yes, this is what I needed to hear. This is what's been going on for me and what I really want to work on within my relationship. I know it's been a lot. We've been together for nearly an hour at the moment. So I really appreciate you guys. I would absolutely love if you could leave me a review. If you feel like you get a lot from these podcast episodes or there's been one or two little things that you feel like has been really helpful for you, please come and jump on over to wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, wherever it is, come and follow me, come and leave a review. It means the world. And it also means that it can be shared with other people as well, that more people will start to see these podcast episodes popping up in their suggested and stuff like that. And that others can listen to and start to get some different tips and mindset changes that they can be implementing in their life as well. Okay. I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to leave you guys. I'm sure Ollie's going to wake up in like 10 minutes. So I'm really going to go and try and have some lunch before he wakes up. Thank you so much for being here with me, you guys. Thank you so much for all of your questions that have been sent through and I will see you next episode. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.